DNR says they got a complaint last Christmas season about how Milwaukee's been throwing trees in the trash. Okay. DNR then, pursuant to that complaint, investigated and then issued a notice of noncompliance to the city dated January 20th, 2023. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eight thirteen on Wisconsin's Morning News. We got an update to the Christmas tree scandal in Milwaukee. Oh yes, excellent. The city announcing this week talked about it on the program. Yep. DPW Trash Service will not be picking up Christmas trees at the curb for disposal this year. This is City of Milwaukee. Don't know how they do it in your community. Many communities may have a workaround against DNR rules, etc. Anyway, the city since ever has always picked up the Christmas trees at the curb. When you're done with that, you know, you undecorate the tree, you drag it out to the curb, and it gets picked up with your regular trash. The new policy apparently catching the Milwaukee Common Council off guard. Historically, Christmas trees were considered decorations which can be put in landfills, which means they can be collected as part of the normal garbage and trash that the city collects. Now they've decided that Christmas trees are yard waste and yard waste cannot be placed in landfills, which means the regular city garbage collection will not pick them up. Now they've decided trees are yard waste and can't be put in landfills. We'll revisit that in a moment. That is Milwaukee Alderman Bob Bauman in an interview with TMJ4 Sean Gallagher the other day. Now, Bauman's the chair of the Milwaukee Public Works Committee, and that's also an important detail. Remember that. But first, get back to the issue here. The city is now telling folks they cannot drag their trees to the curb after the holidays and have the city pick them up. What they have to do is take them to drop-off sites, yeah. which I actually kind of enjoy. Now, I live in a smaller community. <laughs> Does that surprise I mean, you at all? You look forward to this. Okay. I do. Sometimes I'll bring the kid, hey, want to go to the dump? And, of course, they don't call it the dump. They call it the services, whatever. I don't you know. Recycling center. We call it the dump, too. Yeah, right. It is what it is, yeah. right? But you can bring trash or large items that mm-hmm. they don't normally pick up. Mm-hmm. You bring recyclables or other things. You in drive and, on the scale sometimes. Yep. Hold the little number. You got your scrap metal goes in yep, this thing yep, here. Yep. Your yard waste over there, right? And in and Village of Greendale, it's small. And you have to be a resident there in order to sure. dispose of your stuff. In Milwaukee, it's a much bigger deal. But when, when I lived in Milwaukee and we had a home here, you had to go down to one of the biggest sites. It's 37th and Lincoln. And yeah, it's a, you know, it's a little bit of a line. You got to show your ID so they know mm-hmm. you're a resident. Yep, and then yep. go over here and do this. So I always enjoyed a little trip over there. <laughs> this would not be a problem for me. But for a lot of folks, okay, they're not trying to put their tree back on their minivan or whatever and take it to one of these sites. But that's what the city is now all of a sudden telling them they have to do. Alderman Bauman questions really the wisdom in that. Can you imagine three or four or 5,000 people lined up at 37th and Lincoln? The line would go from 37th and Lincoln to 10th and Lincoln. And everybody would be sitting in their car, holding onto their Christmas tree, idling, burning gasoline, and how this is advancing environmental concerns is is beyond me. I love that. Mm-hmm. He's not wrong. And what I also like about Alderman Bauman is he, you know, agree with him or disagree with him. I just like that he doesn't mince words. He just, here's what I think, which was great. And as we discussed as well yesterday, even at that direction and instruction and rules or what have you from the city, even Bauman knows, ain't nobody going to do that. <laughs> we will have 75,000 to 100,000 Christmas trees out there sitting on the curbs, sitting in vacant lots, sitting in alleys, maybe for months. Just waiting to get snow plowed. <laughs> yes. And they'll just be sitting there and yep. it's going to be March. <laughs> Some guy's going to still have his tree out there because mm-hmm. 
Don't care. And at some point, the city's going to have to figure out what to do with that. So he made the point. Hey, DNR, how about a little notice here? We could have planned for this. We could have budgeted maybe for a separate pickup or something. And Bauman, again, is the chairman of the Milwaukee Public Works Committee who would have oversight in that. So that's why it's important. DNR, though, is pushing back. Maybe you saw an article in Milwaukee Journal Sentinel this morning. As the DNR saying, not only is this not a new policy, it's been around since the 90s, but we told the city in January they couldn't do this. So the city has known for months, almost a year, that this was going to happen. Here's the paperhead. Quote, the discussion of disposing holiday trees started about a year ago when we got a question from the public asking about Milwaukee's practice of collecting holiday trees at the curbside and bringing them to a landfill. That's Kate Strom Horns, DNR Recycling and Solid Waste Section Manager, during a virtual meeting briefing Wednesday. Also from the paper, she said about that time the DNR contacted the city about the state landfill ban that had been in place since 1993 and prevents yard waste from going to the landfill. The state agency also clarified that holiday trees meet the definition of yard waste in the state statute. DNR says they got a complaint last Christmas season about how Milwaukee's been throwing trees in the trash. Okay. DNR then, pursuant to that complaint, investigated and then issued a notice of noncompliance to the city dated January 20th, 2023. (laughs) From the article, the notice cited state law regarding yard waste required that by February 20, the city submit and implement a written plan to the DNR that describes the steps the city would take to prevent Christmas trees from being sent to landfills. So there was no punitive action immediately. DNR just said, hey, we got this complaint. Y'all are doing this. You're not supposed to do this. Here's why you're not supposed to do it. And we would like to hear back from you by this date as to what you're going to do about this. Right. So there weren't fines. There wasn't a heavy hand. They just said, you can't do this. And what do you, what do you plan to do about it? Apparently, the city did respond. They came up with a plan. JS continues. In a February 20th response, Milwaukee Sanitation Service Manager Rick Myers told the state agency the city would no longer collect live Christmas trees curbside. Artificial trees would continue to be collected as bulky waste. He wrote... That staffing equipment and budget limitations might prevent the city from offering brush collection service outside normal April through November windows, at least in the near term. So, again, according to the DNR, the city had a year to figure out another plan other than to drop new guidance on self-disposal on people three weeks before Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't take Alderman Bauman to be a bald-faced liar. It probably was the first he heard about this. <laughs> but why is it the first the yeah. chair of the Public Works Committee heard about this? Especially when he said it was something they could have budgeted for and yes. had a plan for. So somebody... <laughs> well, they're having a hearing on Monday, right? <laughs> Which is going to be spectacular. Oh, awesome. It's going to be great because he never holds his tongue when it comes to getting upset with the DPW guys. They trot out the various people there. They sit there in front of the committee and... Now, you were supposed to be here, John. I got a letter here for the... Yep, yep. It'll be all the finger pointing, the yelling, the blaming. So what's your plan? (laughs) What's your plan? Right. So I don't know how ultimately they're going to resolve it. It does sound like they got to come up with something because there's no way that a whole bunch of trees don't end out at the curb coming, you know, post-holidays. And they're going to have to figure out a plan, plan to deal with that other than to tell people over and over again, you need to take it in yourself. But I am excited for that public meeting on Monday. 820 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Howdy. 
825, Wisconsin's morning news. So the Bucks play tonight in the NCAA. This afternoon. Yeah, play tonight. Right. This afternoon. We call it this evening. Four o'clock tip. Why did we get the four o'clock tip? Who's the other game? Uh, Lakers, maybe, right. and something. I guess. If they're, yeah, you're West Coasties, okay. I don't know. Like, folks are still at work. Yeah, Vegas. I wonder how the uh, the arena will it's look. It's three something in Vegas. Two p.m. Right? Two p.m. Two p.m. Right? Really, they're on Pacific, huh? All right. So here we go. We got Bucks and Pacers, middle of the afternoon in Las Vegas. So we were. I thought you asked a really interesting question today, and and we've been trying to gauge, like even for fans, like how big of a deal is this thing that the NBA is trying this year, this in season championship. I like it. I absolutely like it. Nothing, zero downside. Right, like to to have these games with a little something extra and whatever, and even if it flopped, then oh well, what harm mm-hmm. have you yeah. done? But I think it's great that they tried it. I'm a little bit more interested than I normally would be, but I certainly wouldn't elevate it to the level of an ultimate championship. And so you asked, okay, so what do you do to celebrate if you win? If they win today, the they play again on Saturday. If they win on Saturday, they're the champion of the NBA Cup. What do we do as a city? How do we celebrate that? Do you raise a banner? Do you have a parade? Parade is out. Tausch agreed with no, that at the top. I say go all in. You can't have a parade we make the for news. It'd be national news. Like Milwaukee celebrates because why not? I think we'd look small if we had a parade. Hmm. You want a short parade? Want a parade just like from here at the avenue up Velar Phillips? Sure. Over the, okay. Why not? A couple of buses? <laughs> <laughs> Why does that make us look small? Of all the things that we do, our inferiority complex we have with Chicago, yet this... We're so worried that would yeah, bother us, This right? will make us look small. All right. I'll, here, let's compromise. I'll give you a procession as opposed to a parade. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it can be some sort of formality and a movement that's not a parade. <laughs> so that would come where? From, from the airport? Into the Pfizer yeah, for the You can do what district? Disney does. They're not parades. They're called cavalcades. Ooh, mm, very well. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so there you go. I like that. I do think tiny a tiny thing, yeah. little, like two floats, and that's it. That'd be awesome, Demi. I do think there's a banner to be raised. We put the question out to people. <laughs> you or know, a patch. I suggested maybe a patch. This from the Old National Bank talking text line earlier this morning. I believe they should put a banner up like they do in high school where it says mid-season tournament champions. And then below that, they put the year. So it's one banner. You don't win a you don't raise a banner every year you win it. You have that banner that stays. Oh like, sure. In your I high school it. gym, I girls see. volleyball, conference champions this year, this year, that okay. one thing. All right, but I mean NBA in season tournament champions and then list the years. So it's a giant banner or just twenty twenty three, Anna? Yes. For starters. <laughs> and then you hope you win that multiple times. And I agree with Tausch that it goes on a separate rafter than the world championship banners, See, I, two of which. I love the, the idea of going all in. Like when they bring that back to Pfizer form, everyone's like, "Yeah, I'm going nuts!" Box in one, box in one. <laughs> Man, Why not? Like, just own it. Make all the other fans jealous that their team is not as good. Got to get there first. Tip off again, four o'clock this <laughs> oh, yeah, afternoon. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here for the semifinals the tonight, and uh, we'll have this that, afternoon. Have that. Uh, sorry, I said this afternoon, and then I said tonight. Well, for you and me. Four o'clock. Four <laughs> Come on. Uh, we're going to get to the bottom of the hour news here. Adam Roberts in the Breaking News Center is following the situation. Uh, about 51st and Hampton is where things really went down this morning for Milwaukee police. Uh, two people were shot by police officers and uh, police chief Jeffrey Norman. All we knew early this morning was 
They were called, they always call these critical incidents. Right. Well, that can mean a lot of different things. And a lot of police uh, on scene, but we didn't know what it was until I saw Chief Norman is on TV having a news conference. So and uh, he doesn't show up for a news conference. At uh, two suspects in were in a foot pursuit with Milwaukee police. They had begun pursuing a vehicle because it was a stolen car, they said. That had been involved in a shooting earlier in the night. And this all broke out uh, overnight. So we will get you an update on that. A couple of things that the chief sort of, well, one you'll hear when you hear from the chief. He's battling something, man. His voice oh, was yeah. in, in tough shape. Oh, yeah. But a, a number of things that, that the chief couldn't answer to this point in terms of how did the shooting take place. He did say at least one of the suspects was armed and displaying a firearm. But there are a lot of details still left withstanding. We'll let you know what we know. Coming up in the bottom of the hour news with Adam Roberts. 8.30 now on Wisconsin's Morning News. 8.38 on Wisconsin's Morning News on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620. Wait, did Vince just mention the text line is back? Wagner said yesterday it wouldn't be <laughs> wouldn't be back before he retires. <laughs> well, And here we are. And here we are. Yes, uh, what was going on with our text line is the company that produced the text line or, or the, the software that we ran it on shut down. And so we have now installed... Uh, a new company software, and we are back up and running at 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. The Department of Justice is open. Yeah, he's still here. He hasn't retired yet, so he gets a little bit of time with the text line. So. You know what's funny is when I I usually do the top of the hour news at noon, mm-hmm. and then that's right on the front end of Jeff's show, and he'll usually engage me in some what, what we call in the industry crosstalk. <laughs> Ah, some nice conversation. It's, okay, yeah, right. You know, we'll talk about something that's going to lead off his show, or something I had in the news that you know, piqued his interest, and and we'll we'll back and forth with it. But it's funny as the days get closer to Jeff's retirement, he's getting looser and looser. Oh, oh yeah, morning, like oh, I love it. We're talking about whatever he wants to talk about. Evil can only win when good people fail to act. Whether we bring our enemies to justice or bring justice to our enemies. Justice will be done. For those of you who refuse to stand idle, Jeff Wagner's Department of Justice is open. Let it play. Jeff Wagner, News Radio 620, WTMJ. Right. Anyway. <laughs> I love that old open. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Well, what, among a great, the things... what a line from Dubs, by the way. Right. Either way, justice is, is going to happen. I didn't know this, but Jeff said there was a program uh, director... Several ago that said, "Nah, we're going to change that. We're going to we're not going to call it the Department of Justice anymore." Yeah, so, I, yeah, I remember that you know, change. Jeff so. follows instructions and whatever. Mm-hmm. He said, "Okay, fine." He said, "I, I actually rather like the name, but uh, I guess you want to not do that and call it the Jeff Wagner." Well, show. for now, the Department of Justice is open. It's back, open. <laughs> Jeff Wagner. Yes. Anyway, so next week will be a big week for Wags. Next week, full Department yeah. of Justice next week. Hey, so remember that story we told you yesterday about the lady who found the possum. In her Christmas tree. Yeah. It was this is a, the one, she didn't know it was there. Yeah, it was a fake tree. Fake tree. Uh, was busy working. She was working from home and heard a sneeze coming from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Realized it was a possum in there. And she couldn't figure out how it got in there. Because they have multiple dogs at the house. They have a couple of cats. She doesn't leave doors and windows open, but somehow this possum ended up. And they were able to get it out. She was able to get it out. Um, but it was in her fake tree, which seemed odd. Well, now there's this story. Lexington, Kentucky, Fox 56 reporting. Michelle White and her family often go out every year and just go the full nine yards, right? Got the whole thing. Got 
huge setup across the whole house. Have a Christmas tree, fresh, freshly cut Christmas tree. Okay, they go out there and mm-hmm. chop it down themselves. Yep, yeah, the ones that smell so nice yep. and look so awesome when they're nice and trimmed and all that kind of good stuff. Well, she was out and gets a phone call from her cleaning service. She's got a guy that comes in there and does all the cleaning around the house. And he told her, hey, there's something in your tree. It crawled up into the tree further. And as it was in the tree further, it took me several minutes to even find it. What was it? It was an owl, a baby owl living in her tree. And they've had the tree up for like four or five days before this guy found it. It's remained quiet for that amount of time? Probably didn't know what else to do. And nestled on in there? Poor baby was probably starving. I'm sure, yeah, didn't have much to eat. Um, So, Michelle White said they had no idea. I have three dogs. We use this room nonstop, watch TV, kitchen's right here. No indication. You'd think the dogs would have sniffed it out, right, and know it's in there? I guess not. Critter rustling around in there? Is this a thing? Does this happen every year? I don't recall this being on my radar for, okay, yearly story. You know, you know the annual stories that come out every yeah. year. I've, I don't recall crazy animals in people's trees. The fact that you know National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation had yeah, the, the squirrel, squirrel scene yes. like that we all laughed at. Yes. I never knew anyone where that actually happened, and this is like the second or third one this year. If it's happened to you, by the way, please text please. us eight five five six one six one six twenty. So, of course, when you do a story like this, you have to have a little bit of fun with it. A Lexington family recently found an unwanted Yuletide guest nestled in its Christmas tree. Here's a look at who. What's that? Yep, yep, yep. And she wasn't done. If she instead found the owl, she'd be hooting and hollering into yeah, the new okay, year. Okay, all, right. The all right, so okay. hooting and hollering. You want some more? There's more? Oh, she's got she's got more, yep. yep Without yep. injuring the baby bird, he's made the wise choice to release oh, the owl from the yes. owl. Very good. Even more. And the owl on the prowl. Yep, yep. Owl on the prowl. Yep. She and she even told us after the report about it. Mm-hmm. I threw a lot of owl puns in there. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Thank All right, you. way to own it. <laughs> Thank you, reporter. It's a cool-looking owl. Yeah, it is a super cool. It's like kind of gray. It's got cool eyes. It's kind of staring. You can tell that it's like, what are you looking at me for? Like, it's, This was my tree. Yeah. I was here first. And the guy, yeah, yeah. Put some gloves on. He grabbed it and, and let it out in the backyard. But think about the miracle it took for that thing to survive. These folks cut the tree down. Drove it, it home. Had to strap it to the top of the minivan, right? With a little twine or whatever it was. Yeah. Drove it home, presumably on the freeway. <laughs> right. Got the stand set up, put a, put a fresh cut on it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I guess that that's the definition of the fresh cut right there, if mm-hmm. you're just chopping it down then yourself. You, by the way, then you're hanging ornaments. <laughs> Was it already decorated? Yeah, well, yeah. The tree had been up for no, four days. They decorated it with the owl in there. Yes. And she said she was so glad to know that he found it because she never would have came home. She's like, I would never have entered that house again had I known there was an owl sitting in the tree. 844 Wisconsin's Morning News. On the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Friend's mother's cat chased a mouse up the tree, knocked it down, trashed the room. I like this one. Had a chipmunk in our Christmas tree we cut down last Saturday. My dog loved him. <laughs> he, added, he added, very tasty. <laughs> Thank you, Keith. Okay, well, I took care of that. Hey, um, so if you go on social media today, it turns out everyone won the debate last night. Isn't that funny how that works out? Uh, yeah. I love these influencers. Influencers who, uh, who just decide... 
Okay, with no shame. They're just going to tell you what you need to read when it comes to anything in these debates. And to a degree, it works on a certain segment of the population. Clearly it does. Clearly it works, I suppose, right? I mean, on my timeline this morning, I saw, I'm not done yet. Chris Christie just ended Vivek's political career, talking about Ramaswamy. (laughs) And like literally the next post was, Vivek applies finishing move on Christie. And then the next one, Chris Christie takes hit after hit from Ramaswamy. Like, okay, so who won then? You know, what's interesting is there's not a lot of buzz this morning about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who I thought in I I caught the back end back hour or so of the debate. I thought DeSantis had another strong debate. I thought, uh, you know, you were off when they had the last one, but I thought he was the most effective. I don't want to call anybody a winner in the debate, but I thought he had his most effective debate uh, last time around and was in that neighborhood again today. I think that's the strategy from the DeSantis camp is to. Look, quote unquote, presidential, mm-hmm. right? And so above, try to stay away from the fray if you can. Now he's had to start punch punching laterally, if you will, because Nikki Haley's right there. Well, and that was the theme. If you had to pick one for last night, was uh, everybody ganging up, say, save Governor Christie, everybody ganging up on uh, Nikki Haley. Now you're a multimillionaire. That math does not add up. It adds up to the fact that you are corrupt. Yeah, Ramaswamy going after Haley. So did DeSantis early on. Actually, I thought she had a great line about it. I love all the attention, fellas. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) They're getting after her, too, about some of the donations that she's received. And she goes, okay, well, these guys are jealous because they want those same donations. There was another moment with... uh Again, Ramaswamy going after her, and she was asked by one of the moderators, did, I, did you want to respond to that? And I think she said, I don't, I don't need to respond to him anymore. Like, I just, I'm good. No, I'm good. Well, it got to a point, Chris Christie, and I don't know, part of me is skeptical of this because I do feel like Christie might be in cahoots a little bit with Haley. Think he's looking for a job? Yeah, perhaps, and in, in seeing her as a real opportunity because Christie's main goal, I think, is to, is to make sure Trump doesn't win. And he, he did bring that up last night. He's like, hey, I'm still the only one criticizing some of the stuff that Trump is saying. I don't know why that is. But um, he and Ramaswamy got after Ramaswamy going after Christie. Too. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor. Just walk yeah. yourself off that stage. Enjoy a nice meal yeah. and get the hell out of this place. Yeah. Oh, oh, come man. on. A nice meal. So Right. So fat wait, joke. Yeah, wait, joke. Right. And I mean, the, the bridge, the bridge I punch <laughs> is, is inbounds. I forgot about that. Right. That's, that was a bridge wild. Bridgegate. Yeah. yeah. That was a huge story back that, when he was governor of New Jersey. That one's inbounds. That's mm-hmm. fine. Sure. Did you hear that? Listen to the background, though. Listen to the crowd in the background here. I'm going to bring back that bite. This is in Listen Ukraine. to the background here. He actually wants us to fight for it. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was close. What was that? No, I, knew you were, I knew that was going to catch Listen to the background. He goes, Chris, your version of foreign policy experience. And in the background, someone is just like going off. Finish him or something. Listen. A foreign policy experience was. <laughs> what, where are we? My gosh, are you climbing the ropes, Vivek? Let's uh, anyway. Christy fires bad. This is the fourth debate, the fourth debate that you would be voted in the first twenty minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. So shut up. It's not going to just sit there and take it. And this is a presidential debate, by the way. Uh, one moment where I actually I don't think Christy did Haley any favors was when he he like defended her honor. 
He was frustrated because Ramaswamy and, in some fashions, DeSantis were really going after her. And Ramaswamy was getting personal. Like, wasn't even about policy. And Christie had enough of that. I've known her for 12 years, which is longer than he's even started to vote in a Republican primary. Little zing there. Zing, bell, And while we disagree about some issues and we disagree about who should be president of the United States, what we don't disagree on is this is a smart, accomplished woman. You should stop insulting her. So I'm going to take this. So, yeah, he was defending Haley, who he was standing next to, and she kind of, you know, sheepishly was like, thanks, you know. But, like, I wish I wish she would have done something different with that moment. Yeah, I th- well, because it put her in a tough spot, right? Because she's trying to be and show that she is a strong, independent woman and belongs up there with right, these yeah. dudes. But then you have, you know, a man defending your honor, right. which falls back into the traditional stereotypes. So had you been strategizing for her, what would you have told her to well, do? Well, easy now in hindsight. So who knows sure, where this sure. pops into your head. But would have said, you know, I appreciate that, Governor. However, I'm entirely capable of standing on my own two feet here, and I will take it, and they're coming at me because I'm going to win this thing, and I'm the only one who can beat President Trump. And then you would have heard, or your guy from back there. Meanwhile, she is uh, climbing in the polls, still significantly behind the front runner, of course, but doing well. 8.53, Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Eight fifty six on Wisconsin's Morning News. We were talking earlier about the Christmas tree flap in the city of Milwaukee. For the longest time, the city has, in a, with its regular trash collection, just picked up the trees that folks bring out to the curb, and uh, they're not going to do that this year. And we, you know, we got it not to get into the back and forth over it, but we received an extraordinary text. <laughs> That's great. On the old National Bank talk and text line, I'll bet if you ask Scafidi what should be done with the Christmas trees, he'll insist that everybody should mulch them themselves, just like with their leaves. Aha! <laughs> Look at that. So I come in here, and that's the first thing you say. Not Hey, good morning, Steve. How are you? I talked to you earlier. (laughs) You did. You did. Just put it there. Run it over it with your lawnmower a few times. (laughs) All right. That's what 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 Scafidi would say. You could cut it up, and you could use it as for decoration around your your yard if you want. I've done that. After Christmas? Yeah, Yeah, sure. I've taken... Covering up up sensitive uh, perennials and stuff. I've taken a saw to the whole tree after Uh it was done. I saved the boughs for... Fire starters in the fireplace, uh-huh, you know, because those uh-huh. things, oh, yeah, those true. go up in a hurry. So, wh- and then, what, then the logs can be good for next year. What is the, what is the practice before all this controversy started? They used to pick them up, right? Yeah. Yes, and actually with throw the regular them in, trash, throw them in the in the dump, which probably didn't make sense. Right? And my, my understanding nice. is uh, they also would, would encourage people to take them to the recycling center where they would like grind them up. Yes. All right. So. If, what's the DNR's motive? They want they don't want them in the gar- in the landfills. I get that, right, which is against regulation. Right? Why doesn't per- the city of Milwaukee just pick them up, take them to the recycling center, and then use them, as, you know, as mulch? So or whatever. Re- you're That's exactly a great right. Question. And Alderman Bauman, who's chair of the Public Works Committee, has said, like, if we had known, if we had had time to plan for right. this, we would have. Could have budgeted for a special pickup. And I think that's what we do in Greendale because yeah. they'll pick them up at the curb. And I imagine that's a separate from our trash. And then they'll come by and then they'll mulch them up and whatever. But Bauman's saying, well, we didn't know. We didn't have any heads up. They just dropped this on us. But the story today was. Yeah, yeah. And he knew. No, no, you knew. Well, <laughs> someone, someone knew. Someone knew. Whether or not Bauman knew, who knew? Someone knew early this year. If it's that important, every community has emergency funds. You can certainly do it that way. It's it's an extra pickup. I, I've 
you know, I've led a city for five years. You do emergency pickups after storms. So there's certainly a budget to do that. Stop making a big deal out of do it. Do you know what Oak Creek does or some of the other suburbs? Like how, how they do they pick they up the Christmas trees? Yeah. 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 I think most do. Like, because you can't jam them in your garbage thing. Like, <laughs> that's true. And you're not going to mulch a Christmas tree, although you should be mulching your grass, as you know. That's the only <laughs> That's the only rule. It's good for the grass and the lawn. As you know, he said. Yeah, well, because he worked with me. He knows what I say oh, about Oh, yeah, we've thing. argued about the leaf thing a yeah, long, Leaves, long all that stuff. Yep. You should be mulching all, that, all the, the natural materials. But WTMJ Christmas tree is too now. much. With Steve Scafidi is up next.